Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Heard Your Review Movies podcast for this week. We are on location in Orlando, Florida, as I finish up my vacation, but wanted to make sure we got a brand new podcast out to everyone uh, by early next week. Thank you all for listening from around the world. We appreciate it greatly. Here's what's on tap for the podcast this week. Disney's Pinocchio starring Tom Hanks, Cynthia Oriva, and Benjamin Evan Ainsworth as Pinocchio in his acting debut, directed by Robert Zemeckis. We then talk about The Black Phone, starring Ethan Hawke, Mason Thames, directed by Scott Derrickson. Me Time, starring Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg, directed by John Hamburg. We then tackle Honor Society, starring Angori Rice, Gatton Matarazzo, and Christopher Kintz Plaza, directed by Oren Zegman. And finally, we talk about Lightyear, starring the voices of Chris Evans, Takawatiti, Kiki Palmer, and James Brolin, directed by Angus McLean. So sit back and enjoy the podcast. We appreciate everybody's interest in the podcast and thank you for listening we are on all social media platforms we are currently on tiktok at i heard you review movies facebook at i heard you review movies instagram at i heard you review movies twitter at ihyrm that is our twitter handle and we also welcome donations to the podcast to keep the podcast going strong All donations go toward technology to improve the sound clarity and the production of the podcast. We are currently accepting donations through PayPal, through our email address at IHeardYouReviewMovies703 at gmail.com. That's IHeardYouReviewMovies703 at gmail.com, and that is available at PayPal. We appreciate all donations, and thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the eighth wonder of the world. Everybody who's anybody wants to be a somebody. But I want to be real. Why on earth would you want to be real when you can be famous? Pinocchio should have been home by now. anymore that's for sure 
is to be my real boy. A lie can really change a person, Pinocchio. <gasps> What's happening, Jiminy? Looks like some sort of fairy magic. Kind of on the nose, if you ask me. First movie we're going to talk about on the podcast today is the highly anticipated Disney's Pinocchio, starring Tom Hanks, Cynthia Eriva, and Benjamin Evan Ainsworth as Pinocchio, directed by Robert Zemeckis. It is currently playing exclusively on Disney+. Plus. I had a chance to see it the night it came out. And let me just say, it was uh, a highly anticipated film, but let me give you what the rundown is, if you're in case you forget what Pinocchio is about. It is, in an Italian village, the, a wooden puppet named Pinocchio is brought to life by the Blue Fairy and seeks the life of adventure while striving to be a real boy. Pinocchio's life is turned upside down when he leaves his father to follow the circus. That's a very simplistic way of saying what Pinocchio is. It is absolutely one of the strangest fairy tale, fable, whatever you want to call it, stories for children. Um, because it is, it is just a very bizarre film. If you watch the original classic Pinocchio film, the animated version, you know, there's a lot of just really random stuff in it you know i mean you have geppetto wishing upon a star for to have a you know the puppet that he created to be turned into a real boy and the blue fairy basically says well i'm going to give you a uh the puppet will be alive but he has to earn being a real boy is basically what the story boils down to and it is. It's just kind of a strange story because then the first thing Geppetto does is he says, Pinocchio, you can go to school. And it's like, okay, your first thought is for him to go to school, but okay. Um, and that's where the story kind of takes off and Pinocchio gets rounded up by uh, two of the circus stagehands, you know, the fox that comes in. I'm not even sure what his name is, but, you know, convinces Pinocchio that he wants a life of fame and fortune and not a life of education. And so Pinocchio follows the fox to the circus and Pinocchio becomes the top attraction where the circus makes a ton of money and Pinocchio gets locked up in a cage every night after every performance. And then, of course, Pinocchio breaks out and, you know is on his way home when he stumbles upon a wagon full of uh, boys that are going to Pleasure Island. And these are, you know, misbehaving boys that, you know, don't want to be with their parents, don't want to follow the straight and narrow, and are rounded up to go to this island where they can drink sarsaparilla and smoke cigars. <laughs> and there's a catch, of course, with all this debauchery that's going on. 
they all turn into jackasses, you know, donkeys. So, again, just a bizarre thing. It's like, really, this is what the movie's about, you know? And, you know, Zemeckis, for the most part, follows the straight and narrow of the story. But there's a couple things that bothered me in this film. And why I won't really recommend it unless you want to see how horrible this movie really is. And I I can't understate how horrible this movie was. And it's so disappointing when you have Tom Hanks and you have Robert Zemeckis, you know, who made a great film like Forrest Gump, who made a great film like Castaway. Why can't they make this a great film? Uh, Zemeckis changes the whale to a sea monster, which really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me why he did that. I don't know if he just wanted to change it up, make it different, whatever it may be. Um, But there's one random part that really just was like, what was he thinking when he wrote this in the screenplay? There's a scene where Pinocchio is going to school. Geppetto gives him an apple for his teacher, gives him his books, and says, there's two streets that lead to your school. One that goes up, and then you make a right, and your school is straight ahead. And on the way to school, Pinocchio comes across a pile of horse poop. And he decides he wants to play with it. (laughs) And he plays with it for an awful long time on screen. And I'm like, what does this... Just a little brief moment would have been okay. But this scene goes on for almost a minute. I mean, it's just crazy to me that that's so important to the story. It really is not. Uh, You know, Jiminy Cricket, uh, voiced by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, rehash of the animated film. Very disappointed. I I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt's a great actor. I think he was tremendous in the Dark Knight series uh, in the last two films, especially the third film. Um, but he misses the mark here as Jiminy Cricket. He just rehashes a classic character. And, you know, Jiminy Cricket sings When You Wish Upon a Star in the animated version, does not sing that in this version. But it is almost two hours long. They Disney spent a lot of money to make this. Uh, I can see why they didn't release it in the theaters, because I just don't think it would have made a profit, really, at all. It's one of the strangest, you know, Disney classics. You know, I would definitely go to the animated version if you're looking for an authentic version of Pinocchio. I mean, the fact that Roberto Benigni made two of them, one being him as Geppetto and one him as Pinocchio, and both of those movies are ranked higher than this one, tells you a lot. (laughs) Uh, I give Pinocchio one out of four stars, and I almost almost was going to give it zero, but the effects were pretty good, and some of the things in there were all right, but... For the most part, this movie falls flat. It had potential to be really good. It failed. So if you do want to watch the train wreck that is Disney's Pinocchio, it is available for streaming on Disney+. Plus. I'll be home in the morning. Where are you going? I'm staying over at Susie's tonight. 
snow. The flyer. The paper's calling the grabber. I wish you wouldn't call him that. You don't actually believe that story, do you? Because he can't hear you. And he doesn't really take kids that safe. Just peachy king. You need some help? You see that? Yeah. <laughs> Would you hand me my hat? Yes, sir. I am a part-time magician. Are those black balloons in there? Would you like to see a magic trick? I have an announcement to make. One of our students, Finney Blake, was abducted. What if I could help the police find Finney? The Black Phone stars Ethan Hawke, Mason Thames, and is directed by Scott Derrickson. Finney Shaw is a shy but clever 13-year-old boy who's being held in a soundproof basement by a sadistic masked killer. When a disconnected phone on the wall starts to ring, he soon discovers that he can hear the voices of the murderer's previous victims, and they are dead set on making sure that what happened to them doesn't happen to Finney. This, to me, is one of the great surprises of 2022. Um, you don't see Ethan Hawke play a villain, but he plays it masterfully in this movie. I thought he did an excellent job at just really creating how creepy this guy really is. Uh, and the fact that he got away with this uh, and doing this to so many victims for so long, it's very interesting. And I hear that they are 
anticipating uh, prequels to be made from the Black Phone, which will it'll be interesting to see if Ethan Hawke comes back for those. Um, very original movie. You know, um, it does hold the same premise as a lot of these thrillers do. Um, but there's some different twists along the way, different things that happen that you don't expect. I thought the characters themselves were pretty well developed. I thought all the children in the movie had very good performances as well as Ethan Hawke. Uh, it's very thrilling. It's action packed. You know, it's edge of your seat uh, suspense. Really just a very impressive movie. Um, I believe it's set in the 70s or the 80s. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Um, but, uh, you know, there is a supernatural element with the, the phone that is not even connected, you know, ringing and talking uh, to Finney, which uh, is, he's, you know, played great by Mason Thames. He, he's an actor to watch, uh, you know, coming forward from this. But just a really well-made film uh, from beginning to end was really well done. I give The Black Phone three out of four stars. It is available on streaming uh, pay-per-view, I believe, right now. Uh, it's also available at Redbox and through Amazon and any major retailers that sell Blu-rays or DVDs. I love you. I love you, Sonny, you have no life outside of your kids. Well, my wife is an architect. We made a decision that's best for me to take care of the kids. It's called a system which works. Yeah, prison system. That's what it sounds like. What's up, Huck? Sonny, baby! My birthday's coming up. You haven't been to one of my parties forever. You guys were so close, and then I grew up. I don't want to spend a weekend with Huck and a bunch of 22-year-olds. I have an idea. I should take Dash and Ava for spring break by myself. You've never traveled with them without me. I am their mother. I will be fine. Honestly, I have concerns. Did you hear me? No. Dash, get your stuff. Every parent's dream is to spend a week without their family. I get some me time. Me time. How was your first day of freedom? It was great. I played golf with some old buddies of mine. Yeah. I went to this underground barbecue spot. Mm. You're good, bro. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. You should go to Hut's party. Sunny, baby! Happy birthday! Thank you, brother. You look good. Oh. Hey, whoa. Hey, guys! Say hi to my oldest friend in the world! Yeah. You, you want a towel? No, I'm good. Okay. This week isn't about me. It's about us. Okay. In the Majestic California! Oh. It's our own birdie man. We're in the middle of nowhere. What a poor potty's head. Right there. That's a bucket. Yeah, they were great. Party over here. A party over there. Hey, buddy. Oh, you a little scary kitty. Oh, my God. Oh, sit down. Help! I got a lion trying to eat me! Help! Help! Oh, my God. Oh, she might be the big cat. This is the big dog. I'm the big dog. Hell yeah, big dog. He's not okay. He's out. Okay. Like Butch and Sunday just got back together. Oh my God. Way to make the most of your me time. I don't know what happened, but you're a new man. I did a lot of stuff I'm not proud of. God, it looks like a hot Cheeto. Okay, what is going on? It's Huck. He's always got me doing stupid shit. We gotta do this together. It's always something crazy. I just feel like this is too much. I'll see you later. Sonny, I'm doing it. Open your arms like a starfish. Starfish can't 
Don't you can do it. I love you, Hawk. I love Me Time, starring Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg, directed by John Hamburg, available for streaming on Netflix now. With his family away, a stay-at-home dad enjoys his first Me Time in years by reconnecting with an old friend for a wild weekend that may very well upend his life. Uh, Kevin Hart basically plays a stay-at-home dad, and his wife is a prominent realtor, and... Um, you know, basically it's, it's a movie in kind of a role reversal, I guess, in a way where, you know, in most families, you know, of course the husband is most likely the breadwinner. Sometimes it's equal. Sometimes it's the mother, but most often, you know, in, in a nuclear family and what typically is known is, you know, the husband brings in the most money. Um, and that's kind of what they're going off of in this movie is it's a little bit different than that. Um, you know, Kevin Hart's involved, his character's involved with the PTA and he's involved with school and, and knows, you know, all of his kids likes and dislikes and things like that. Um, so when he has an opportunity to reconnect with an old friend that he used to party really hard with, Mark Wahlberg, uh, he takes the opportunity to do it because he sees how mundane his life has become. And uh, hilarious hijinks, you know, come out. You know, he goes to celebrate, I believe it's his 40, 46th birthday, something like that. Uh, and uh, it is really just a funny movie. Uh, Mark Wahlberg and Kevin Hart have pretty good chemistry in this film. Um, the thing, the only thing that I had a problem with is some of the, there was some underdevelopment with some of the characters and their relationship, uh, I thought was a little underwhelming. Um, but for the most part, this is just a, a pretty good mindless comedy, you know, and, and, and there are, there are movies like that. I mean, I'll give you an example, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. Those are hilarious movies to me. Some people absolutely hate them, but I think they're funny. Uh, this is kind of the same thing with this movie. It's just enjoyable to watch. You know, if you are flipping through Netflix and don't have anything to watch on a Saturday afternoon, this is a perfect one to watch. It's about an hour and a half. It's not too long. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Thought it was funny. Uh, Me Time is available on Netflix now. It's been a four-year plan, and it's coming to a close today. My name's Honor. And you're gonna say I'm the classic overachiever. I started a school karate club. And the food bank for the economically disadvantaged. While never letting my grades suffer. For me, high school is about getting out of high school. And I'm going to the number one college in the world. Honor, my best and brightest. I have a connection with the admissions people. I had no idea. I knew this in ninth grade. You are in my top four choices. Wait, did you say top four? In this school of underachieving losers, there's only three people it could be. But only one is an actual threat. Michael Dipnicki. I've got to get him to tank his midterms. What's the plan? Hey, Michael, would you be willing to study with me? Yeah, sure. That's all. Sure. 
crazy. The first wave of my campaign, throw the nerd off. What's the matter? We should probably get to work, because I need a scholarship. Yeah, you might break the tip off. They grow up so fast. You called him home? Not obsessed with him or anything. Time for the evening concert. Just trying to figure him out. Everybody ignores me, but you don't. Must be so lonely. Yeah, you get it. I do. I think I like him. But it's just another obstacle to overcome. I'll destroy anyone who gets in my way. Coming to my next show, I'm gonna call your mom, tell her you do drugs. I just feel like you're pretending. I don't want to hurt him, but I've got to play dirty. No! I'm gonna kick you! You remember I took karate, right? Something's wrong. Nothing's wrong. It's been a four-year plan, and it's coming to a close today. Here is a flyer from Michelle. A flyer is like a tweet that ruins the environment. Honor Society starring Angori Rice, Gatton Matarazzo, and Christopher Kintz Plaza, directed by Oren Zegman. This is available on Paramount Plus. It is a Paramount Plus original film. Honor is an ambitious high school senior whose sole focus is getting into an Ivy League college, assuming she can first score the coveted recommendation from her guidance counselor, Mr. Calvin, who has four students in mind to give the recommendation to, and of course uses his power of influence to Harvard University to get these students to basically do whatever they want to try to get to try to get the coveted recommendation. And he's a little creepy, I will say, in this movie. Um, you know, best known for McLovin and, of course, in Role Models, you know, two of the great roles that Christopher uh, Vince Plaza, I mispronounced his name earlier, um, is known for. But he does a pretty good job in this film. He, you know, he's a secondary character, but he does a pretty good job in this film. Um, you know, Angori Rice, this is her basically starring debut. I mean, she's been in several films as, in a, as a supportive cast in the past. Uh, and then, of course, everybody know, get, knows Gatton Matarazzo from uh, Stranger Things. And this is kind of his first branching out from that franchise. And uh, the movie overall is is pretty entertaining, I have to say. Um, it's, you know, them battling it out to... Uh, and there's some twists and turns along the way. You know, but they're battling out for this recommendation and trying to get it at whatever cost. And uh, I thought it was a very enjoyable film. And uh, had some slow parts in it, you know. Uh, there were a couple parts that, that kind of dragged. It was, I mean, this movie is about an hour and 45 minutes. Um, but overall, it was a pretty enjoyable film. Um, and uh, I would give it three out of four stars. And it is on Paramount Plus now. mission log, Stardate 3901. After a full year of being marooned, our first hyperspeed test flight is a go. Who are you talking to? Uh, no one. 
were narrating again. I was not. Just doing the mission log. You do know no one ever listens to those. I know that. Narrating helps me focus. Ready, Captain Lightyear? Ready as I'll ever be, Commander Hawthorne. This is exciting. A new adventure. I'm going to grant you four minutes to be off planet, but then you come right back to us. To infinity? And beyond. You are clear for hyperlaunch. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Buzz, that was utterly terrifying, and I regret having joined you. Buzz like you to Star Command. Come in, Star Command. Why don't they answer? Hey, hey! Shh! The robots! The what? What is happening right now? Alicia? Oh, no. That's my grandmother. But, Socks, how long were we gone? Meow, 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 meow. 62 years, 7 months, and 5 days. What? I hope you're ready for action. Because all we needed was a pilot. For what? To destroy the alien ship. I have a plan, and I have a team. Darby can take any three things and make them explode. I do this, and they shave a little time off my sentence. Okay. And what about you? Well, I thought this was going to be like a fun boot camp workout thing. <laughs> but it is not. Did I get it? Pretty close. I need the... You know what saying? The harpoons? Buzz! Buzz, you! The probability of survival with an inexperienced crew is 38.2%. Hmm, seems a bit low. Mission failure imminent in three. Grandma always said she believed in you, too. One. That was a big swirly, too. Oh, I think I need a bag. No, no. Please record your last words. Do not vomit inside the vehicle. Do not vomit inside the vehicle. If you are satisfied with this recording, speak or select uh. one. To infinity. Are you trying to get me to pull your finger? Don't fall for it. No, not like that. Ugh. Sorry, it's a thing your grandma and I used to do. Yeah. Our last film on the podcast this week is Lightyear, starring the voices of Chris Evans, Taka Waititi, Kiki Palmer, and James Brolin, directed by Angus McLean. This is currently on Disney+. Plus. It is available for uh, streaming on there. It is also in some select theaters still. Legendary Space Ranger Buzz Lightyear embarks on an intergalactic adventure along ambitious recruits Izzy, Moe, Darby, and his robot companion Socks. As this motley crew tackles their toughest mission yet, they must learn to work together as a team to escape the evil Zerg and his dutiful robot army that are never far behind. The movie, to me, um, it's a fascinating uh, take on a character from Toy Story. You know, basically, it, you know, they they mentioned that Andy. This is the movie Andy watches like every day once he gets Buzz Lightyear. Once the movie comes out. Um, and this is the movie that apparently that he saw. Um, it is an interesting take on it, I must say. I thought Disney went a little, uh, you know, the, the twist that is uh, in this movie that I will not give away seems a little recycled, a little uh, too convenient, I would say. I thought Chris Evans was fine as Buzz Lightyear. Um, you know, people complaining about Tim Allen not being involved in it. You're trying to find a more youthful voice for Buzz Lightyear because Buzz Lightyear is not, you know, 
an older character like he is in the Toy Story films. He's a younger character. Um, and it, so I, I didn't understand the backlash for everybody, you know, complaining about Tim Allen not being in this film. Well, there was a scheduling conflict, number one. Um, but I didn't think it was necessary to have Tim Allen voice Buzz Lightyear in this film. I thought Socks, the uh, robot cat, is a very much needed comic relief in in what sometimes is a very sad film. Uh, Buzz Lightyear is a part of a project where they're trying to find out how to get into hyperspeed. And every time he fails, his life skips four years. And it shows in one particular scene in the movie where he's trying to get to this hyperspeed. He knows he's close. He knows he's getting there. But every time he fails, he fast-forwards his life or around him four years. So he sees his best friends come and go. He sees grandchildren of the people that he, that he worked with uh, start to uh, come into the frame. So and it, so life is basically passing Buzz Lightyear by. And so to me, that's a little sad. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely tough to watch at times. But Chris Evans puts on a pretty good performance here. I think overall the movie's pretty entertaining. I just think that the the twist with Zerg uh, is was not really a twist and was very expected. Um, so I give Buzz Lightyear two and a half out of three stars. It is available on Disney Plus now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Heard Your Review Movies podcast. We are going to do something a little bit different this week. We are going to review uh, Orlando, Florida, which is where we went on our vacation a few weeks ago. We participated in the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party at Magic Kingdom. Wanted to uh, share with you you know, some of the positives about it, some of the negatives, things to avoid, advice on if you're going to go to that event, uh, as well as the Christmas party. Both are very similar in the way that they present themselves, uh, a little bit different in terms of theming and stuff like that, but just wanted to, you know, give you some advice on those things. Um, you know, traveling is back, you know, people are traveling in record numbers again. So we're not only going to talk about uh, Magic Kingdom and Disney World, we're going to talk about other things that you can see and do if you have a family, if it's just a couple, um, you know, things to see and do in Florida that's not necessarily the theme parks. So we hope you enjoy it. Stick around and we'll be right back. 